And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, more farm groups express concern about poor grain movement this winter and call for action from Ottawa. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results. Online at mcdougallauction.com. Saskatchewan pulse growers have added their voice to the chorus of farm groups calling on Ottawa to improve rail service. Pulse Growers Chair Corey Leeson says CN Rail supplied only 34% of the hopper car orders and CP Rail 69% in the week ending February 11th. He wants the federal government to amend Bill C-49 to improve rail service for prairie farmers. We see value in having the Canadian Transportation Agency being able to respond to situations like we're now in more quickly than if they have to wait for official service complaints from from actual shippers. So in other words, they could, if they had own motion power, they could respond, they could monitor the, the data, such as is provided by the performance measurement program. They could monitor that and see how grain transportation is occurring. And if there's problems that start to show up, and like I mentioned, this particular problem with uh, lack of hopper card supplied has been in the works for quite a number of months. Then they could act and take take action, use some of the tools in their regulatory toolbox to ensure that that that's optimized. So so it's a but it's a different power than what they they currently have. They would it's, so it's something that would have to be put into the legislation in this case as a as an amendment to enable them to do that. The railways say bitterly cold winter weather and snow in the mountains have caused delays, but Leeson says the railways must be better prepared. The performance measurement system has been indicating, you know, a, a, a fall or a, a decrease in cars supplied all the way back to September. So it's not really that new a development. It's intensified as of late, and, and cold weather would be part of a factor in that. But nevertheless, I mean, that's a that's sort of a... Uh, a predictable thing in Canada is that it's going to get cold in winter. And so the, uh, you know, the, the goal would be to, to mediate that in su- to some degree and plan for it. And then, uh, then it would have less of an impact on the industry. So I, I think, it, yes, there's been some shorter or more recent sort of impact, but it's not one that was unexpected because the data has been showing a, a slowdown or a, a uh, you know, less than hundred percent, car fulfillment for quite some time. Leeson says pulse crop exports are down close to 50% this crop year due to poor movement and recent tariffs on pulse crops in India. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Farm Credit Canada has launched a program to help farmers pass their business on to the next generation. FCC Specialist in Agriculture Transition, Patty Durand, says information is available on the FCC website to help farmers start the farm transition process to the next generation. This is not new, and so anybody who has been in the industry, say for the past 20 years at least, has heard of people talking about succession and transition, and it's kind of been this uh, almost a thing of mystery at times. We're asking them to, first of all, start talking about it on their farm and have some conversations that will help to guide them as time goes on. Uh, And we're giving them some tools to do that. And what are those tools? So 
the campaign that has just been launched, Let's Talk Farm Transition, has both uh, agri success publication as well as online tools in terms of conversation starters, in terms of things to consider. There's also just some gives the ability to have each of the stakeholders both the existing owners as well as the the next generation taking over the farm, the opportunity to express where they'd like to see the farm in the future. Something that we find is, is farms are encountering pitfalls or traps when they, number one, don't have the conversation and assume that the other party feels the same way about their actual uh, end vision. And so if we can give some tools and some places to start to sit at the kitchen table and, and think about some of those end goals, who do you want it to have the farm? How big would you like it to be? Uh, how long would you like it to stay in the family? When would you like to retire? All of those pieces if you can start talking about it, it can make the end goal more clear and then you can have a plan in order to go to some advisors and get some direction on the best way to accomplish that. When do some of these fail? Well, we certainly see, I guess probably there's there's a few things that come to mind. And I guess number one, I would say there's two things that hold back the conversation in the first place. I guess old habits die hard. Many farm families are not known for their communication, though there, of course, are exceptions. So that's the lack of communication in terms of expressing uh, wishes and intentions can be a challenge. The other thing is fear. Farm transition and succession are something that people ever only do once at most in their lifetime. And so while that is something that is, is known, people, I think, are almost afraid to admit they don't know what to do. And so therefore, they don't take it on. There's, there's the unknown. They don't know what they're risking. They don't know if they're going to lose control. And all of those things are holding them back. So I would say my comment in, in sharing intentions, assuming that your, the other party involved parties feel the same way is probably the first pitfall that we encounter frequently. From there, I would say we also have heard a number of farm families hearing this, this transition message over and over. And so they do choose to act and they go to their trusted professional, they go to their lawyer or their accountant, and, or they maybe they go to the Ministry of Ag, a farm business management specialist, and say, hey, make me a transition plan. Well, that's not really how it works. As I mentioned, you have to know exactly where you want to end up. And providing that vision allows those professionals to give you that direction. And so then the second pitfall we encounter on a frequent basis is either you spend a lot of money having an expensive professional coach you and uh, through the process about where you want to get to, or they see this expense in terms of the farm family and they don't feel like they've gotten anywhere. They don't have anything to show for it. And so they stop and say, yeah, we tried, we tried making a plan and it didn't work. Third, last but not least, as far as kind of the things that rise to the top, is we see farm families starting too late. Many accountants and lawyers will advise that it's best to spread out the transfer of assets and or the sale of those properties over a few years from a tax perspective. And when they start late and have to condense that, it becomes a really, uh, there's serious tax implications. And so if you actually start early enough and you know where you want to get to, you know what it's going to cost your farm, it's going to influence your choices in your farm expenses over that time. And the financing, of course, you have to consider that too. 
Sincerely, absolutely. And, and there's many different scenarios. But that financing matters if you first know what it's going to cost you to do it. So again, what is it going to cost to, for your retirement and to maintain your lifestyle um, as the, if you're going to be transitioning and eventually winding down your management and involvement? What is it going to cost to what do you want to provide to your non-farming children? That's a real cost and you have a desire to give that as well. What does that look like? And then what does it cost for the new farm family? So once you know those expenses and you can know that that's going to be a cost to the farm, then you can have a look at what financing might be necessary in order to accomplish it. But by trying to do the financing first without knowing the end goal, again, people get to kind of a stalemate. They come to, they stall the process. So the bottom line? Start talking and start talking early. We had the analogy we talked about that someone, if they were going to build a house, very few people are going to say, build me a house without having an end vision in mind of what they're looking for. And you would tend to reach out to different advisors. You would tend to reach out to different trusted people. Some people can do it on their own, but more often than not, you're going to shop it around. You're going to find the professional and with, that you feel is giving the best advice and the best quality for the best value. And so if we can get people to think about transition that same way, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You shouldn't have to be an expert, but you are an expert in your own business and where you want it to go. And that's what you have to really discuss and prepare in order to um, have a really good transition experience. That's Patty Durand, the FCC Specialist in Agriculture Transition. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading this morning. Feed barley gained $5 at 182.63. Canola fell 40 cents at 486.34. Oats went up 80 cents at $160.34. Number one red spring wheat gained 90 cents at 236.22. The rest were unchanged. Durham 256.42. Flax 463.68. Yellow peas, 236.37. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March spring wheat is up two and a quarter cents at 6.05 and a quarter cents a bushel. That's up again, once again, two and a quarter cents. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-5358 or Weyburn, 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just under 400 on offer at a regular sale here on Thursday, consisting almost entirely of cows. We're expecting a couple thousand at our Tuesday pre-sort. Here's what happened in these good cows, the big, hard, grain-fed cows, the bigger the better. They're bringing anywhere from 87 to 91, sales right up to 93.94 on the right kind. These medium cows, hay-fed kind of cows, they're bringing from 76 to 86, and the Shelly cows are a little tougher to move. The good bulls are going to bring from 95 to $1.05, sales right up to a buck ten on them right kind of bulls. Ireland market, it seems to be holding steady here for the last week or so. The light cattle are in demand. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 148 to 160 per CKG. 
Today's sales expected to be around 6,500 head, selling at a range of 148 to 159 per CKG. Wondered index hog prices for the week ending Friday, February 23rd are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 154.98, Ham's Cash, 153.48, Thunder Creek Brickle, 160.98, and High Life, 158.51 dollars per CKG. Ham's Cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened up this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was down 24 basis points to the daily exchange rate at 1.2709. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.92 cents U.S. U.S. packers are dealing with much smaller operating margins than they have been for the last two years, supporting higher hog prices. The latest supply projections put 2018 U.S. production 5.1% higher than 2017, which will put negative pressure on prices. However, lean hog futures surged to their highest level in a month, with October and December contracts hitting contract highs. When combined with the impact of the recently lower Canadian dollar, forward contract prices are now trading at their highest level seen so far since their initial offer. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly sunny, wind southwest 20, the high minus 6, low minus 16 tonight, the wind chill minus 26. Tomorrow increasing cloudiness, 60% chance of flurries in the afternoon, wind southwest 20, the high minus 6 Saturday with a wind chill of minus 25, the low minus 12. Sunday sunny with a high minus 3, low minus 10. Monday sunny, the high minus 3, the low minus 12. Tuesday sunny skies, the high 0 the low minus 11. Wednesday sunny, the high minus 2, low minus 11. Thursday sunny, the high minus 2. The normal high is minus 5, the normal low minus 17. The sun rose at 7.55 this morning. It sets at 6.29 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at minus 10, Saskatoon minus 12, Swift Current minus 13, Weyburn minus 9, Yorkton is minus 13. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's minus 11. That's 12 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 13. The wind chill is minus 18. Humidity 83%. The barometer is dropping 102.4. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 9. Winds are from the south, southwest at 22. Once again, Regina, sunny, minus 11 degrees. That's 12 above Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.